0: The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kids' college education? So, I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Cetera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's another real estate episode with our buddy, Blake Ginther, presenting sponsor of the Triad Podcast Network and real estate expert here on our show. Blake, back to school time, my man. And today, I'm excited because back to school, school districts is kind of something you think about when you're like, do we need to make a change in the housing market? You've got kids going back to school. But it kind of led us into a, what if we talk about some of the reasons why people decide to move, not because they have to relocate due to a job, but if you're if you're moving into a different home, different area of your same city or community, like the Triad, mm-hmm. what are the reasons why you do so? And so we're gonna get into that today. Uh, what's back to school like for you guys? what are your Where are your kids heading off to?
1: man, it's uh, it's funny. Today is the first time in uh, since early June maybe late may even where the weather's amazing. It's not, it's not as humid. Um, it it's like, wow, this is, here we go. It feels like September ish. Mm -hmm. Um, which is awesome considering the amount of humidity we've had the last six weeks. Yeah. So kids are um, getting pumped. They got two more weeks before they head back. Um, it's getting real. It is getting real. And I think we're all at that point, parents, so funny as adults, we have a totally different view on going back to school, right? As a mm-hmm. kid, we're like,
0: Oh, summer's ending. Oh no. And as an adult, you're like, please summer end. <laughs> yep. By the time you get to the end of the summer parents, I mean, I don't want to speak for all parents, but I fall into the boat of, okay, I think we're ready for school to start back. Yep. I think yeah. we're ready.
1: By uh, by mid August, which is when we're doing this, right. Uh, it, or yeah. all, early to mid August. It's like, yeah, I'm, we're ready. It's been, yep. it's been a great summer.
0: We've got we've got three kids. We got one heading to third grade, one starting kindergarten, and one that's still too young to to go to school. But uh what about you? What grades are you fifth
1: grade, in? Fifth grade, going into fifth grade Ooh. and um final pre-K. So she's gonna and she goes to school all day because yes. mama loves that and she loves that. She's quite social. Uh um, so yeah, so yeah, it's it's and next year. So next year we'll have sixth and uh in kindergarten, but this year fifth and pre-K and i uh, pretty, pretty
0: pumped. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into our list of reasons why people move and change homes, let's get a market update here as we're back to school. We're at the tail end of summer. By the time people are listening to this, maybe their kids have already started school, which which usually, Blake, I would imagine that signals a little bit of a slowdown in transactions as people kind of settle in for the school year. And, and they've kind of Um, they, they've parked themselves where they are so that, um, they don't want to upset anything while kids are going back to school. But what does this time of year typically bring and what are we seeing in the local real estate?
1: It's interesting, man. Usually the summer by by mid July, we have the summer, um, slowdown, right? The seasonal, everybody just starts going, it feels like the city's on vacation, um, from like mid-July through middle of August. And, and I'd say that's accurate. Um, we have had less transactions. Um, and and, and I, I've said this on a few short videos, and I'll try to succinctly put it here, is to say that our market is different, fortunately, from some of the bigger cities across the country where there have been literally 50% less sales, mm. 50, 50% less homes or, or condos or whatever sold in some cities uh, in, in Winston, 17, 17% less homes sold in July for the month of July than 2022 than 2021. Now, that doesn't mean pricing changed. That doesn't mean, and f- frankly, sadly, uh, the market didn't, hasn't really changed. And here's why we went from 225 houses in Forsyth County in the beginning of May to darn near 500 at the end of June. Mm right? And what was normally, historically, our busiest time of the year, we added inventory. It was crazy to me at that time. I was like, wow, here we go. This market's changing. Well, then the last six weeks have totally defied logic. And we're still at the exact same amount of homes that we were (laughs) in the end of June. And it doesn't really make sense because I just told you 17% less homes sold. So how did we not add inventory? And it's really that the interest rates had a kind of a a more um, compounding effect than most people thought. I yeah. think that there have been your top five reasons, right? Is, is going to be focusing on we're going to be talking about um, uh, local moves. Well, interest rates slowed that down, right? Mm-hmm. Interest rates definitely, the demand, which was what they intended to do, was soften demand. It worked, softened demand. But supply, it actually also softened supply. And we don't have enough new construction to change the the supply. So it's weird, man. I mean, here we are, the last several podcasts, I'm saying the same thing. I mean, we're still in a seller's market. It's not as extreme as it was. I don't anticipate that changing. I think it's going to stay in a marginal seller's market. So sellers um, are still going to be happy. But the last two months, they've been unhappy because they're talking to their neighbors who closed in a better market, in an extreme seller's market, and got these record-breaking numbers. And now they're just getting really good market prices. Yeah, <laughs> And they're like, oh, but Bobby down the street, his house is worse than ours. And he got, how come he got 20K more? And it's like, because Bobby got 20 offers. Yeah. Okay. You got two. Boo-hoo. <laughs> 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 It, it really is that simple, like sellers are unhappy because they're not getting what their neighbor got pre-May, and, and they feel they missed that market, and then buyers are unhappy because they still feel like, oh, I thought this market's softening. I thought, how come I still have to pay asking price? Well, boo-hoo, you do, but you don't have to pay 50, 60, sixty over asking.
0: Yeah, and maybe you don't have to put in $10,000 of, $10, of due diligence.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the hard part is, Adam, in certain parts, and certain neighborhoods, they're still paying five figures. It's taking five oh, figures due man. diligences in, in a lot of pockets of our market. And, and buyers are thinking, oh, cool, I don't have to do that anymore. Mm, maybe you still do. And because wow. and, and the, there's still a couple of offers, right? There's not tens of offers in most, right. Right, but there are still a couple of offers and there's still one or two need to buy buyers who are yeah. coming in better.
0: You know, it's interesting. And, and I don't know if this is still a thing because of uh, you're, you're in tune with what the narrative is locally and nationally. And we've talked many, many times on this podcast about how you really have to read between the lines in terms of what the national rhetoric is. Yeah. Um, because it's not fair the way some of the headlines position this. But I still see out there that Look, interest rates are doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is softening the market, yep. helping with inflation and and not making things like the housing market grow at a at a rate that is unsustainable. Right. So it's softening, but to me, it still seems like many of uh, there's a lot, there's too many headlines out there that are saying it's a it's a bubble that's bursting right now because of the softening. And, that, and that, I think that's just kind of unfair. I don't know how you see it.
1: You know, for sure. I've, I get pretty fired up at those because it's, it's just wrong, right? It's right. blatantly incorrect. And I think it's, it is unfortunately putting people on the sidelines who shouldn't be. And, and some folks, they, like, they can't afford to be because the housing market's going to keep going up. It is not at, now hear, hear me you all, not at 15 to 20% that's not a thing anymore that's mm-hmm. craziness but but probably i don't think it's going to go immediately back to the 4 to 5% that it historically lives at it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle it's probably it's not going to be 15 to 20 and it's probably not going to be 4 to 5 it's probably going to be 8 9% equity
0: increase for the next 12 months or so which is a good investment
1: it's a great investment, but... The Anything
0: p- above 7% is a great investment. <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and so it's still a great investment, but, but more importantly, if buyers are putting themselves on the sideline thinking it's, there's a bubble coming, right? There's a burst coming. Well, take that home. If, they're, if they can't afford more than a $300,000 house right now and it goes up, right? Another 10%. Now, now it's 330. Their buying power is, is getting diminished. Yeah. And and. And there's ways today to get creative with a you know a two one buy down on your interest rates, which I'm sure one of your um, form, you know sponsors can can talk more on uh, from the lending side of things yep. to get creative to make it so- soften that interest rate for the next two years, while we all kind of hope that interest rates will probably get back into the fours and and stay there for the for a while. That's where mm-hmm. people are, are thinking. So. Bottom line, Adam, is, is, is there's no bur- bubble coming. There's no bubble because regular, anybody who's bought a home, and this is really like I should have succinctly led with this. Anybody who's bought a home in the last or, or refinanced in the last two years, how easy was that? Yeah, and, and most people go, oh, it was not easy. I'm like, no, you're giving your blood to get a loan, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's not what it was in 2006. Correct. Right? It, it was like, are you breathing? That's the
0: main difference. Yes.
1: Oh, that's the number one difference. Yes. And then the number two difference is inventory. And and they're just complete opposites, right? Yeah. It's really hard to get a loan. Yeah. And the inventory is still really low. So for those two factors, please stop it with this bubble bursting thing.
0: No. Yes. Softening is the right word, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. And it needs to. That is a good thing. And anybody who's thinking that's not a good thing is, is you know, you know, feel you Bust out the world's smallest violin for the sellers who who look at some of these ridiculous numbers that their folks, that their neighbors got, you know, Mm -hmm. that they lived in not even for two years and got 30 percent equity or 35 percent equity increase. That's not normal. And we're not going to be there, I don't think, for a while, hopefully. Um, I mean, maybe ever again in my lifetime and that'd be okay. That's that's too rapid. And that's what caused this inflation. Right. And, and so but, dude, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine percent equity increase year over year is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And and with the tax benefits that come with owning a home and the rising rental rates, which we don't need to discuss today, but is a very, very real reality. Yes. Rental rates are
0: going to keep going up. The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses, and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full-service design-build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. Blake, let's get into... We came up with a little top five list before we started recording today. This is top five reasons why people purchase a new home in the same area. So we're taking the relocation because of a new job. We're taking that off the table. Um, This is, let's say you're in Winston-Salem and you want to go from Ardmore to Sherwood or you want to go from uh, Meadowlark area over to West End or or something like that. Or you want to go from Greensboro to to Kernersville. Whatever your reasons are, we're going to outline the main reasons why people do this. Maybe you fall into this boat and I'm going to kind of get you to elaborate on some of these. So let's go five to one here. We'll, we'll build the drama to number one. So, Blake, what is the fifth biggest reason why people move to a different home in the same area?
1: Yeah, I think, okay. So, number five would probably be cost of living. Um, okay. And for some folks, especially in the last three years, they've been wanting to, whether it's that they're coming close to retiring or, you know, they want to um, save up for a certain thing or job changes, whatever. So they, they move to lower their costs. They move out. A lot of times they move to the country, right, where they get more for their money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, and they want to lower their costs. Um, and, and that's pretty easy to do in our area. And you can get, you know, you can be 20 minutes from downtown and be pretty darn rural Mm-hmm. And land costs less, ha- the, the houses cost less, and the taxes are a lot, lot less.
0: Yes. If you're outside the city limits, nice break on taxes.
1: Yeah. Cost of living is, is um, and some people will be like, really, that's, that's, that's the bottom? That's number five? Yeah. Because some of these other factors, um, that's more of like a kind of a want type of, of move. Mm-hmm. Some of these other ones that we get to move up, as we go up to the list, it's a need, right? Yeah. And, which, so number four, right, is another want, and okay. that's typically a, a, a lifestyle, right? That's, and that, this probably falls more in line with the move uppers who um, want to live into a neighborhood that has a neighborhood pool, want to live in, um, you know, change amenities for their children or for themselves, right? Um, they want to um, get to Blues Lake and have a dock. They want they an amenity move, right? There's something that they feel lifestyle-wise that they want to adjust to.
0: Maybe they want to buy something downtown and be able to walk to everything.
1: Exactly. It's a lifestyle move with amenities kind of in mind.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So five and four, and, and there's some there's some overlap there, but yep. um, number five seems like somebody that's downsizing would be an example that falls into number five. Yeah. Um, or cost of living, like you said, where it's you know we just don't need all the things that we have here, and and we can we can simplify and and have a have lower costs to to everything that we own by moving maybe to a more rural area, like you're talking about. Number four is, yeah, for for us, you know, lifestyle change was was one of the reasons why we moved into the home that we we're in, and we did so um, shortly after we had you know, our first kid and there were different things that we wanted to be close to and, and things like that. So, um, maybe I'm spoiling some of your other answers here, but all right. So what's number three?
1: So number three is, is becoming more of, of a need. So number three is, um, uh, is a physical adjustment to the home. Uh, meaning like my parents, for example, they're in their seventies. Um, although, although my mother is refusing to move, she's, it's, it's on the table that she, they live in an upstairs primary bedroom. There is, no, there is no main level primary bedroom. My mother's had like 85 hip surgeries. Um, mm. I'm exaggerating, but she's had more than two, I believe. And, and stairs just aren't a thing, shouldn't be a thing for her. Mm. And, um, and this is true for a lot of folks. Homes just you know split levels, split foyers, uh, very popular in our in our area, um, or two stories that just physically don't work for the for the bi- basement garages because of where we live. Right there's a lot of basement garages mm-hmm. that might not physically work for a lot of sellers anymore. So the home um, just no longer uh, accommod- uh, what's the right word accommodates
0: yep. the needs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. So uh, accommodations or just you you physically don't have the ability to be in a house like that and you have to make some changes and it's not a want, it's more of a need. So that's number three. What would you put at number two?
1: So this is probably the one that everyone's mind goes to immediately, which is size, right? It's it's families outgrowing their current home. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And in our market, super common um you know the most common one is a young family in Ardmore uh had you know after their second or third child go yep this little 1600 or you know 1300 to 1700 square foot you know 3 2 because there's some air quotes to some of these Ardmore <laughs> houses don't don't work for their just doesn't work for their family yeah um and and that's not That's not that's that is probably Winston's most common thing because of our schools, because of our cost of living. um, You know, it's it's definitely a fair housing discrimination to family familial status is. So I'm I'm riding the line here to tell you that that's a large factor in our city. Right. Mm -hmm. So move ups as far as the home no longer physically working for for young families. I just said number three was, frankly, the move down scenario typically. Where the home is too big or just no longer functions. Number two is is the other way around, right? They're looking for the bigger property.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, And then what's number one? The darkest
1: one. one. You. We're going to end on the saddest one, which is frankly, um, the last two years. You know, they say fifty percent of of marriages end in divorce. The last two years, I feel like maybe it's been higher than that, Uh, but. COVID, Divor- Excel-
0: COVID accelerated that, I think. I think the whole <laughs> It spiked those numbers.
1: Being in the same house more maybe wasn't ideal for some marriages. Um, divorce, right? Divorce is mm-hmm. number one. Um, probably always has been, probably always will be. Um, and, and it's just a reality that most of the time if- But I will say- for people who are listening to this, um, and you fall into the fifty percent category of con- contemplating getting a divorce, or what do we do with our home? So, my mother was a family lawyer. She just retired a year and a half ago. Um, side note: Adam had no idea I was going down this path, but I want to go down this path because I'm working with a fair amount of folks who are are um, costing themselves money by um, by once you get. My mother was an attorney who typically would highly recommend getting into mediation. Quickly, mm.
0: um,
1: and uh, and getting with attorneys who would behave as mediators, not litigators, and um, and there's a huge difference in divorces. And I say that to say you can make realtors cry and and not be able to help you sell your home if you get into a mitigation system, uh, um, um, mediation, not mitigation. That's radon mediation. <laughs> uh, sooner. And that way you, you might not have to sell your home. And there might be a, a delayed purchase option for you where, you, um, where one sp- spouse can't afford the home's current value, but mm-hmm. the other spouse uh, allows for an equity agreement right then and there, right, where you get multiple appraisals and you agree on, a, on an average or you throw out the lowest and you average the top two. And, and there's a lot of ways to cut us out. And, and people are listening to this going, dude, why are you saying that? Why would you want to cut out your, 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 sales? Well, because sometimes it's best for the family to stay in the home, but more often than not, this is going to shock you, Adam. Divorces don't go beautifully and, yeah. um, and financials uh, just bottom line is you end up having to sell the house. If you can't yeah. come to an agreement, if both cannot agree, then you will sell the house and, and realtors,
0: and we'll each get, side will, will find a new place to live.
1: Yep. Yep. So much like I would say, you know, not trying to give anybody some marital, uh, suggestions, but if you're going down that path, it's way better for you both to say, listen, let's, let's not get, let's not get bulldog litigators. Let's get with folks who are, are going to help us through a, um, mediation process. Um, and, uh, and then, there's a much, much better chance of getting creative to find the win-win for both parties and the equity payout and there won't be a realtor involved. Just side note. Yeah. Just-
0: no, that's interesting. I mean, I, I didn't even think of all those details that could that could make that part of a separation super complicated when it comes to because in most cases, you know, I would think that if you were married when you bought the home, both your names are on the purchase.
1: Are you ready for this? If you That's were married, it. if you bought the home before you were married, and then you got married, can't sell the house without, without the spouse. It's, it's his or hers too. Really? In Even North- if there's only one name on the title? In North Carolina, one to buy, two to sell. Really? And let me tell you how no many
0: idea. people- No idea. How many people are get shocked by that once they find out?
1: They are not happy. They're yeah. not happy. Um, wow. But yeah, one to buy, two to sell in North Carolina. And um, yeah, if I've I've had many of angry sellers say, "She doesn't even know about this house." Uh,
0: but you're married, gonna, so it doesn't matter. She's got even that. if
1: it's a, even if it's
0: an investment property.
1: So if you bought if, if it was paid cash and bought with an LLC, then um, there's there okay. are people there, there, there's a way to skirt that potentially. But yep. typically, if if the spouse is member managers of the LLC, and yeah. oftentimes it can be it can be
0: pierced. Okay, so w- if let's say it wasn't an investment property, but it was a second home, it was a, a vacation home yep. that one person bought, but then and they don't live; it's not their primary residence; it's their second home. And but they're married. Now it takes both of them to sell that for sure. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that catches a lot of people off guard that are, are going through what, you, what we're talking about, which is if, if you're, you're separating, getting divorced, and you're trying to figure out what to do with various assets, yeah, that's probably a, a shocker to a lot of people. It is to it's, me, and I'm never, I'm, you know, I haven't been in that situation.
1: You hopefully never will.
0: I hope not. I hope not. And,
1: and it is, but definitely, um, it, 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 it gets a lot of folks. It gets a lot of folks. And and that's, you know, really why I just and I met with a a friend for coffee um, who's going through this. And I think they're for now, it's very amicable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I and that's why I say it's always for now. It is never um, if you don't quickly get into mediation and quickly get two attorneys who who aren't going to go the litigation hardcore route. They're going to go like, let's work this out for everybody. Let's mediate this bad boy quickly, succinctly. Um, it, then, then you might not have to sell, right? One of them you can come up with, perfect example, you can come up with a, you know, the home they bought it for 250. It's now worth four, 400. Um, you can come up with a way that the person, that extra and the, and the note, by the way, is paid off all the way down to 150. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's $250,000 worth of equity that's going to be cut in half. Mm. So $125,000 worth of equity. Well, basically you can come up with a payment program to pay back the other spouse that $125,000 worth of equity. But how do you get there? And this is where it's the how that everybody ends up fighting over. And my suggestion, just pay for three appraisers, not realtors, appraisers, to get, To come appraise the home, throw out the lowest and take the average of the two. And yeah, that's by the way, that, that's going to cost you guys a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, that is so worth it.
0: It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we uh, I didn't think we were going to go down this road, but this is all, <laughs> again, not applicable yet. Super interesting, at least from my perspective. Um Okay, so top five reasons. There you go. Why people will purchase, move within their local community. Uh, Blake, let's not end on that note. Yeah, that that dark, dark note. That's kind of a dark way to end this. So let's let's end on this. Um, (laughs) As we're recording this, we have two more weeks left in summer before our kids go back to school. What's one thing that you guys, that you're looking forward to, to close out the summer that y'all will do before they go back to school?
1: Well, okay, so Toby and I got married on Labor Day. So, um, we are, I should know this quickly, but I had to do the math. We are celebrating 17. Um, Congratulations. thank you very much. So, um, that's something that we always look forward to. You know, we're at that stage and I think we joke about this on the podcast. We're both in our forties with a, with a four-year-old and a 10-year-old. So we're in a different, <laughs> uh, different for a lot of folks stage yeah. of life. Uh, we don't get to vacation, uh, just the two of us. I don't. This is it. We pretty much take Labor Day, yeah, ourselves, and it's something that we really uh, look forward to all year. Every you know, and so this year we're going to go back to Asheville. It's actually where Ah, we came up with our daughter's name. Yeah, I love Asheville. Love Asheville. Right. I mean, September. It's gorgeous.
0: Yeah. How how did you come up with your daughter's name from Asheville?
1: So well, um, at that point, Toby was what six months pregnant, and
0: yeah,
1: we, we we had Jack's name. Definitely in like, if not the first trimester, early yeah. in the second trimester, we were entering the third trimester. Um, we, she was entering the third <laughs> trimester. Um, I don't, I'm not one of those guys who says, yeah. that I, you know, yeah. So, right. um, and, and we were struggling with the name and, and a friend of ours um, came across a Facebook post that a friend of ours that Toby had done uh, performing with famous um, woman had just been diagnosed with cancer and okay. her name was Marin. Uh, Marin Macy. Ah. And and we who she's an amazing performer, amazing human, and we loved the name. And we were like, Marin. So
0: Asheville. Okay. There you go. I was I was trying to think if there was some tie between the city or the or the no. county or or someplace in Asheville with her name, and I couldn't make the connection. That's why I asked. So this is an
1: amazing meal. At,
0: yeah.
1: I, I wish I could remember the restaurant. It wasn't my favorite restaurant in the state. And I say this and people are like, dude, you live in Winston, you need to pump up local. So I'm sorry to say this Limonas in Asheville. I haven't eaten there. Haven't tried. It's the, it's this high end Mexican Spanish. It's
0: delicious. Okay. Well, uh, when we do our next podcast here in about mid September, I'll, I'll look, look to hear, um, some, some details from, from that trip in terms of good places. You ate good places. You drank, uh, music, all the, all the outdoor hiking, all the good things that that part of the that part of the state brings yes i look forward to it too okay my man uh last thing where can people find you
1: thanks brother so they can get me at uh, online at uh the ginthergroup.com www.theginthergroup.com or 336-283-8689 283-8689
0: all right blake ginther enjoy the last vestiges of summer my man we'll talk to you soon thanks brother you too